You're listening to KZAALP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza. Do we got LA Straight Edge on the line right now or what? Yes, sir. That's what's up. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Let me let uh, all the listeners know what's up real quick. We're transitioning from one interview to the other. Um, what's up to everybody still listening live on the radio? We're live on KZAA LP 96.5 FM out of Casa de la Raza in Santa Barbara. And what's up to everybody streaming this episode? Thanks so much for tuning in, supporting the show. Um, you've heard this band a lot on the show over the past couple months. Um, hopefully you've seen them live, um, but I'm honored now to be joined by Juan of uh, Firestarter out of LA. Juan, how are you doing today? What's good, man? Thank you for having us, man. It's such an honor, straight up. Dude, yeah, I mean, it's an honor for me. I love Firestarter. Thank you, man, I appreciate that a lot. For sure, where exactly are you uh, calling the show from today? Uh, I'm at home right now, day off, so, uh... Just had to do some housework. Beautiful Highland Park. That's what's up. East Low, homie. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Highland Park and my boy Richard from Mortar Pride and Evil and Evil Ways. I know he's out there too. Oh shit! I didn't know. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, I've been been able to see Firestarter quite a few times uh, since shows came back, which I've been hyped on. Um, love you guys. Can't wait for more music and stuff. But if you don't mind, uh, just giving us like a quick update on on the band. Like, um, I know you got the, a really sick show coming up at Midnight Hour um, with this headliner. That's just such a big mystery. Um, <laughs> Uh, but if you have any other, uh, like any any shows coming up, any new uh, new music in the works, um, anything like that? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure that the show at Midnight Hour, I think the one you're talking about is the one on March 11th with uh, Secret Headliner Street Prowls. <laughs> uh, I think that's our next show. Uh, I'm not too sure. We might have one coming up beforehand. But um, yeah, other than that, we got... Uh, some songs recorded i think we're gonna do some finishing touches this coming weekend but um they're pretty much all set uh it's gonna come out on a split with madhouse and that's getting put out by extinction burst and advanced perspective so like i think ap is gonna do our side like our variant of the uh whatever like physical form and uh extinction burst is gonna do uh madhouse's stuff if i'm not mistaken Sick, dude. So will that, do you guys know, um, shout out to both of those, those labels, by the way, too. They're both awesome. Um, do you, do you guys know what kind of physical copies will be coming out of that? Um, personally, I don't know at the moment. I know we had a conversation about that while we were recording it, but it's just straight up so much stuff happened that day that I don't really remember too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so you guys have been busy since uh, since shows started back up again last summer. Um, 
yeah, just kind of wanted to ask you, like, you know, how I know you guys were you were a band before. Well, you played some shows before the pandemic, right? Yeah, we we started at a really bad time, unbeknownst to us. <laughs> okay, um, so since last summer, since shows have came back, I know you guys have got to play quite a bit, quite a bit. Just wanted to ask you, uh, you know, how how that was, how it felt to get back, you know, with the band and and play live again. Oh man, it felt great. You know, just after that little period where just like absolutely nothing was happening, I feel like. I mean, I know I was, but I feel like we're all collectively going like a little insane, like band wise, you know, um, we were just kind of itch because we had so much material that we writ that we wrote over the pandemic that we were just getting ready to to play like some of that stuff. We're already sick of like we're trying to not play it and that <laughs> kind of stuff. But um, yeah, man, coming back, I think it was June last the first show we played back. Oh man, it was such a breath fresh air, and um, I'm glad everything seems to be like opening up now again, and that way we can you know keep everything moving. For sure, yeah. Um, so since for all the shows you you played um, since you came back, what what would you say has been like some of your favorites or or your favorite show that you've played since since you started playing again? All our shows are our favorite. Yeah, if I had to, but. If I had to, you know, choose a couple, uh, probably our first show back, Just Cause, um, the Wise Record release, shout out to them, and straight up, the Odd Man Out Robert Grade show that we played in Oxnard. Like, that was straight up one of the craziest nights that we've ever, like, been a part of. So much fun, dude. That was a, yeah, yeah, that was a great night. So I'm so glad that that show happened in Oxnard at the CFF and um, so stoked that you guys played that show. That was a really, really awesome night for sure. Yeah, man. Also, one quick, real sh quick shout out to the uh, High Desert. Uh, on our run with In Time, we hit that spot with um, with them and some other great bands. I think we played with Rec Reclaim and Face Facts. That was another sick, sick night. Um, they're super nice over there. They've treated us with nothing but, you know, respect and love. So it was just really good to like, actually make it out there and, you know, meet people and get to hang out and stuff. So quick shout out to them. Yeah, man. No, it's cool. Cause the high desert's kind of a trippy place to an outsider, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's kind of just like Lancaster, had, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, I had no idea what to expect when I was, when we like first went but I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah, and I think there's a big show tomorrow night out there, right? It's Reclaim's last show, I think. I think that's Sunday. And I'm oh, is it Sunday? Okay. Nice. Be All In Dolls coming out to play? Yeah. Damn. It's the first Madhouse show, too. I'm hyped for that. Nice. That's what's <laughs> up. Um, and I also got to catch you guys at the uh, In Time uh, EP record release, also at the CFF, which was... I think that was the first time I saw Firestarter. I remember telling my friend, like, yo, this band is, like, on point. Like, <laughs> you guys played, like, top to bottom just, like, clean. And you remember telling my friend, like, yo, this band just came out and killed it right now. Like, straight up hardcore, top to bottom. Like, just, it, you know, I'll get more into, like, Firestarter music. But, yeah, I just remember seeing you guys. That was the first time and, and, and just being really, like, really blown away. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I know. I know we uh, we always try our best, you know. For sure, and yeah, so the um, 
Yeah, well, we talked about the high desert. That's cool that there's a good hardcore scene out there because the high desert is a trippy place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, like the LA hardcore scene. Um, I'm not like super familiar with it. I kind of just, I kind of just go down there for shows, and most of the time it's like a, a bigger show. I haven't been to too many smaller shows down there because um, it's a little far and. Um, you know, whatever the reason is, but kind of just, if you want to give like a little bit of insight on like what, you know, what's, what Los Angeles hardcore is, um, to you or what, what is it like to you? What's your experience of it? Well, you know, um, comparatively to like most people, I really haven't been a part of it or at least a huge part of it for that long. You know, you kind of just start off as like a spectator, and then um, once you start a band, you actually start playing gigs. Like then you start like meeting people and that kind of stuff. But even from the beginning, it was always like it was always great. You know, there's always that sense of like, you know, even if you're new at a show, like yeah, you know, you're gonna get moshed on, you're gonna get whatever. But like no one's really gonna mess with you unless you do something stupid. Um, you know, you get you got your tough guys. You know, you got the yeah. cool guys. Just like just like anywhere, you know. But um, definitely. It's definitely a lot closer, I think, than most other scenes, just because everyone just generally supports everyone. You know, people from certain, I guess, like styles know people from everyone, all the other styles, you know, there's um, there's a lot of like, like overlap with like the punk scene, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of punk heads that go to hardcore shows, and you know sometimes they get mad and they get moshed on, but you know it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's, it's never it's never been something that I've like, you know, had like stress over that kind of stuff. Some of the best people I've met straight up have been through the scene, and through like playing in bands and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's funny, like you know, cause I grew up going to a lot of street punk shows and you know, it's really just like circle pits and maybe some stage dives. And I've seen the same thing when like, you know, punk kids are at shows and they get like people start moshing and they get they're, like offended or something, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's like, yo, no yeah. one's trying to hurt you, dude. It's just, there's a little more than circle pits going on here though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for talking about that is, uh, if you if you can remember or, or if you don't mind saying like a couple of your favorite bands, um, Los Angeles specific hardcore bands like either past or present, or bands that are doing it right now. In terms of bands that are doing it right now, you can't like you cannot speak about hardcore in LA without talking about like pull your card. Uh, Section Hate, that kind of stuff. They're all doing a lot of really cool things. Yeah. And um, it's all, you know, it's all about, like, the scene and all about, like, the love of hardcore. You know, they're, they're doing, like, free gigs, you know, like, guerrilla stuff. So it's all really cool to see stuff like that. Um, Twisted Kane's a new band. Um, shout out to Wise. Unfortunately, I think they're... Um, they're uh, hanging up pretty soon, but um, yeah, one of the first like local bands that I like. Well, I mean, you know, not like local, local, but like 
first bands from around here that I like got into and like started going to shows for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's all that comes to mind right now. All the homies, uh, got to give a shout out to Union Front, uh, rest in peace, that band. Yeah. Little for LA, uh, cool dudes. Shout out Miguel. He actually uh, played bass in Firestarter before we, uh, oh, nice. claimed that. yeah, nice dude. Um, but yeah, other than that. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw there's a cool show coming up with Powerhouse, and I think Union Front is playing that one too, right? Oh, no, they they uh, they called it quits not too long ago. Okay, so they're not going to play yeah. the Powerhouse show then. Yeah, I think you're thinking about Union Tresa, and I think that's a Scott oh, one. Oh, yeah, okay. I think I have. Yeah, my bad, my bad. No, no you're right. Um, right on. So, yeah, so like I was saying, I come down to L.A. for like bigger shows a lot of the time. Um. And it's, you know, there's tons of bigger venues in L.A., Belasco, The Regent, um, you know, Echo. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, and then obviously all the Sunset venues. Um, but kind of if you just want to talk a little bit about some some spots or venues or spaces that shows happen or are happening down there that are more, that are just kind of more like like smaller spaces for hardcore shows and, and more like, you know, just smaller spaces. Yeah, well most of the big venues don't want like anything to do with hardcore. I guess that's for good reason. We get a little rowdy, but um, in terms of like DIY spaces, honestly, I don't think there are as many as much as there used to be. Um, uh, my first gig that I ever played in the scene with uh, one of my older bands, uh, we played in this like second story, like apartment, like straight up called the <laughs> handbag factory. Um, there was like this little art gallery that would throw shows for a good while. Um, other than that, not much at the moment, man. I think First Street is doing a lot of good stuff. tromaville has been getting really popular recently. Shout out to them for letting us uh, host one of our gigs there. It was, I think, the LA date of our runway in time. Um, yeah, seventeen twenty, probably one of the better like big venues for yeah. this kind of stuff. Uh, I think the first gig, one of the first gigs I saw there was um, is either rotting out with Zabalba or the this is la fest i don't remember the timeline too well but that this is la fest was crazy man yeah 1720 is a 1720 is a great spot they got a cool they for as far as like bigger spots i i agree and the location of 1720 is pretty dope too yeah (laughs) right off of skid row I used to run around down there, so I know that area and everything. So I always trip out going back there to park my car to go to gotcha, 1720. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got the little sure. security hura that rides around, though, and he's, you know what I mean? He's checking it out. Yeah. So I always see that fool driving around. I'm like, all right, the car will probably be all right over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, all right, it's okay. Shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> For sure. And, dude, living room shows are the best, like, inside someone's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. We played we played this spot in the IE called The Void, uh, again, with my one of my old bands. And, um, yeah, no, that was straight up, like, madness, and it was pretty cool. So the smaller, the more intimate the venue, like, the better, I think. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. Um, right on. Thanks for speaking on LA and LA hardcore a little bit. I appreciate that. Um, so, oh yeah. So let me let the, any radio listeners turning in, tuning in, uh, listening to KZAA 96.5 FM. We're talking to Juan from Firestarter out of LA. Um, 
if you don't mind, we'll talk a little bit about yourself personally. Um, like where, first off, where you grew up at. Yeah, um, I grew up here in L.A. in Highland Park. You know, I'm born and raised. Um, I went to high school in Boyle Heights. And um, so I pretty much just stayed around the east side of L.A. for my entire life. I love it, honestly. I don't I don't see how anyone would ever want to live on the west side, straight up. <laughs> for real. Yeah, I... Uh... East LA is cool, man. I got, I went to, uh, I don't know if you know our Avenue, Avenue 50 studio. It's like a art studio off. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's like, like right by the, studio. right by the train tracks right there in Highland park. Yeah. And, uh, I interviewed an artist who had an installation there for a while. So, you know, went down there and saw it and yeah, Highland park's a really cool place, man. East LA is, yeah. is really cool. If you get the right, if you're with the right person who's from there and you get to kind of like roll around and like, you know what I mean? Like for real, yeah. you get to roll around the heart of East LA. It's a really, really cool, really cool place. Feel like a lot of history. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really cool part of LA. Yeah, man. Uh, my boss is like, my boss grew up in Chavez ravine and he moved here in like Pasadena. Like he moved around, but like still like around here in the general like area. And um, he's been around for a while. Dude's really old. And he always tells me these, like, crazy stories of how things used to be. And, like, if you if anyone's ever been to Highland Park, they'll notice that there's a bunch of alleys everywhere. Yeah. Um, he basically told me the reason for that was back when, like, people had horses and carriages. They needed a way to get into their, like, sheds or whatever. So that's why there's so many alleys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, definitely have yeah, noticed stuff that. Stuff like that. Just, like, almost every day he's just telling me stuff like that. So it's really cool. That's what's up, man. Do you mind sharing what you do for work? Because I know Firestarter can't pay the bills. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just like, a, I, can't, I work at this little, like, soda shop in Highland Park. Um, I do pretty much anything they need me to do, um, whether it's run the register, pack orders. Um, there's a little, like, sandwich deli thing. You can take care of that. Um, I'm, yeah, no, anything that the owner, like basically doesn't have to like concern himself with i usually take care of it so like i, I guess assistant manager but i don't really want to put myself <laughs> give, give my give myself that title you know yeah yeah but i just do whatever you know yeah that's what's up man um so born and raised east la what was what was your life like growing up there you know I grew up, well, Highland Park kind of started getting gentrified around the time, um, like, I, I was born. Um, not really, but, like, my parents knew when they when we moved to, when they moved here um, that it was kind of a messed up area. So they didn't really let me go outside too often as a little kid. But um, as things started changing, they were a little more lax about it. And um, I wasn't, you know, like a rebellious kid at a young age that happened a lot later, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, it's definitely strange now. Cause, um, you know, fools are like walking their dog and like running. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are you doing this? You know? And then like, it's always funny, like on the like next door and like citizen people are like, Oh my God, there's a helicopter. I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> Ghetto bird stays over LA, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like part of the ambience, you know. For sure. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't like 
when I was like young, young, I wasn't involved with like too rough of a crowd, but you know, things change and whatever. Yeah. What did you do for fun growing up? Dude, straight up. I played video games all day. That's right. What were you playing? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon. I didn't play like Call of Duty games. I played like Metal Gear Solid and like third person stuff. Okay. So every, all of my homies that play like Call of Duty, they look at me weird. Cause like I say a game, they're like, <laughs> Oh, let's play Call of Duty. Then I'm like, nah, I don't play that. That's right. And like, I'm bad at it, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna front like. I'm. I'm trying to be smart about like the games I play. I'm just really bad at that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. No, I grew up playing Nintendo 64, and then I had like the same Xbox forever, and I just play like old hockey games and like NBA 2K, but from like 2013. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, yeah. So I've been, you know, I grew up in the Inland Empire. Um, so oh, I yeah so I'm in in Corona in the Inland Empire. We used to have a really cool venue there when I grew up called the Showcase Theater, but got shut yeah, yeah I got shut down though. But that's you know very that was like the only cool thing the Inland Empire really had. <laughs> like at least grow at least growing up there, it wasn't like the coolest place to grow up. You know, I mean skateboarding and going to shows and stuff. But I don't know like. California has always been really special to me. I love California. I'm just wondering, like, if, if California or L.A. is, like, a special place to you. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've, like, I've been to other states. I've been to other cities. I don't – I don't – I can't imagine, like, living there, you know, just because I'm, like, so ingrained in, in like, Highland Park and in California. Like, I, I, I just literally – I can't comprehend it, you know, like living in San Francisco, like I've been to San Francisco, I've been to like San Diego, I've been to, you know, Washington, D.C., you know, places like that. I'm like, dude, I don't know how people do it out here. Yeah, I agree. Some people are like, yeah, I agree. No, I'm with you. Um, Yeah, you got to hit that. You guys will hit that Firestarter full U.S. tour soon. You'll get to see all the all the spots (laughs) in the country for real. Yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully. I think we might be doing something in the summer. So nice. That's what's up. Um, yeah. So, so you play guitar and Firestarter, obviously. Um, kind of just wanted to ask you about like when when you started when you started playing guitar. Yeah, uh, I'm 23 now. I started playing when I was 12. Um, I started on an acoustic guitar, and uh, my parents made me take lessons because they were like, you know, I bought this for you. I'm, I'm not going to let it go to waste. <laughs> But it was Respect. this old head. Yeah, it was this old head that was trying to teach me like flamenco and stuff. And you know, I can appreciate it. But when you're in a room with this like slow talking old head that smells like <laughs> cigarettes, you kind of just fall asleep. You know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, screw this. And then my homie got me into Metallica, and I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. So I talked them into getting me an electric, and it was all downhill from there. That's right. So did you, with the acoustic guitar, did you initially like ask your parents for it or they kind of just got it for you and they're like, all right, you're going to learn how to play this or what? No, they're kind of just like, we need to keep you occupied. We need to keep you doing something. <laughs> yeah. You know, that isn't like playing video games or going to hanging out with your buddies, you know, cause yeah. For sure. And so that's dang. So you've been playing guitar for like over 10 years. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you play any other instruments? I mean, I can play bass, but other than that, I'm not really too great at much else. 
that's what's up. Well, you're a good guitar player, so I guess that's that's what really counts. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. For sure. Um, yeah, so you, you just mentioned Metallica. Um, if you kind of just want to share a little bit about like what were what were some of your you know like what were some of your early favorite bands or kind of how did your progression of what kind of music you listened to happen? Yeah, so I I so I grew up listening to like classic rock because of my parents and that kind of stuff. You know, just like Led Zeppelin, Clapton, that kind of you know, like everyone's dad listens <laughs> to that kind of stuff. Yeah, like oldies and like other Mexican music. So. I always had like a lot of guitar centered music around my house. And then, um, you know, you, you get into, as a kid, you get into kind of just like whatever's going on at the time. And like, there's a lot of like rap and hip hop. And, um, I was like, yeah, this is cool. It's not really like doing too much for me. And when I say rap and hip hop, I'm talking about like old school West coast, like G funk. Yeah. Like stuff. West side connection. New York stuff. Yeah. All, all the old heads. Big stuff. L, Nas. Yeah, all the old head stuff. The stuff that people make fun of you nowadays. That's but, crazy, um, man. That's the only <laughs> yeah. rap I really listen to now. It's like everything yeah. you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, no, what's it called? I I, uh, I play that stuff around my uh, around some of the other band members, and they're like, "Dude, you're you're old. Like, why are you listening to this?" And then they play like what, some newer artist on, and I'm like, "Bro, please." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, you're young, man. You're only 23. Yeah, I know. These guys are younger. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't <laughs> realize that. Well, you don't have to be old to appreciate, you know, the, the classics. Yeah, there you go. West Side. There you, go. you don't got to be old to like West Side Connection or, you know. Yeah. DJ yeah. DJ Quick. How could you not like oh. DJ Quick, man? <laughs> exactly, man. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I always like... Um, I've been like always with the guitar stuff. My homie was like, "Oh, you should check out Metallica." I'm like, "Okay, I'll check this out." And then I listened to, I think it was the first Metallica song I ever heard. I think it was "Fate to Black." And I was like, Banger. "This is cool. I like this." <laughs> yeah. And then I, and then I heard Slayer, and then I was like, "Okay, there it is." And then I just deep dove into like all the thrash metal, all the heavy metal, all the death metal, that kind of stuff. So I grew up like, yeah, you know, sort of like a metalhead. I didn't really get into punk until like a lot later in my life. You know, I guess that's not the like traditional way of getting into hardcore, but like I did, I listened to like the starter pack punk bands, you know, just cause like you would read about like Metallica and Slayer and they're like, Oh yeah. You know, they like the Chromags. They like bad brains. <laughs> they're like, you know, GBH and that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll try to figure out what they pulled from that to create, you know, what they wrote and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, okay. And then um, around 2014, 2015, I saw either a YouTube video or this kid that like had a shirt or like a back patch. And it was the band Nails. Nice. And I was like, this looks like some black metal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to check it out. Because it was the cover for Unsilent Death, and that just straight up looks like a black metal cover. It does, if yeah. you don't know what it is. And then, as corny as it is, they were my introduction to, like, power violence and stuff. And that stuff really helped me, like, bridge the gap between metal and punk. Because it was, like, super fast and messed up, but it was always, like, low and heavy 
you know, stuff like Despise You, Apartment 213, yep. Charles Bronson, that kind of stuff. So that was like my bridge into like getting more into hardcore side of things. And then one day I was in like YouTube recommended and I saw the Have Heart album, the songs to scream at the sun. And I clicked it because I was like, okay, this looks interesting because, you know, it's not a typical like heavy music cover. Yeah, it's got the little kid on it. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming yeah. at the sun. <laughs> yeah. And then I checked it out and I was like, yo, this stuff is crazy. And I slowly got into like more of the older hardcore stuff. I'm not like deep into that. I don't know why. You know, some of my band members might come check me on that. And be like, nah, <laughs> so, <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say, yeah. But um, yeah, I started getting into more and more hardcore stuff. Started going to shows. Um, I didn't really know anyone that was into like hardcore. I knew this kid that was like into metalcore and stuff like that. Or if I did know them, I didn't talk to them, you know? For sure. Because yeah. this was still in my like long hair, like no karate in the pit, you know? <laughs> that kind of so stuff. sick. <laughs> yeah. So You got to bring you know, that back, I, dude. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I might. I have to. <laughs> oh man, those are dark times. Oh uh, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, real quick before you go forward, I just want to say, uh, yeah, Kill 'Em All is you know one of my favorite records of of any record of all time. That's a yeah, man. That sound, I think it was the sound of that record was very pioneering for a lot of music that came after it. Um, and yeah, it's actually not weird that you bring up the nails thing because I interviewed the singer of this band called fading signal, uh, from North Carolina, like a few oh, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A few weeks ago, we were just chopping it up about kind of the same stuff. And he literally, God, I hope I'm not making, I hope this isn't the wrong interview I'm referencing, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not. But he talked about like nails, like nails was kind of the first band that he heard that like kind of bridged the gap. And then he literally said that Boston's from songs to scream at the sun was like the song that made him go straight edge after like getting into hardcore. So it's just really funny that you bring up those two specific, um, you know, bring up nails and that record as it's just funny. Somebody literally just did that on the show (laughs) a few weeks ago. So that's awesome. That's tight, man. I'm glad I'm not the only one dude. Yeah. Nails rules, man. And exactly. They're good. I, like I don't care what anyone says. Like yeah, you know the the, the merch and whatever, like whatever. But like that straight up, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be into power violence. I wouldn't have like discovered like Carry On and like other hardcore stuff. So I got to put respect on them. Yeah, when I think of like low and like low, fast, heavy, you know, like music, I I think of Nails for sure. I mean. You know, and yeah, Todd Jones is like one of the is in all some of the greatest California bands ever. So (laughs) it's awesome, dude. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to to bring those things up real quick. And I wanted to ask you if you've ever seen Slayer live. I never got to see him, unfortunately. I've never. (laughs) Are you do you still bump Slayer sometimes? Of course. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. I never seen him either. I never really got into Slayer, though. Yeah. Nah, man, they, they got a lot of good stuff. I think, personally, I think um, Hell Awaits, their second album, is a little better than Rain and Blood. I think people think Rain and Blood is a little too good. Um, there, I saw I saw a thing that was like, oh, yeah, man, it's all killer, no filler. But I'm like, nah, some of this stuff is a little bit of a filler track, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
yeah even their later stuff like the slower stuff um like south of heaven and um seasons in the abyss that stuff oh my god riffs for sure i'll have to yeah. i'll have to i i do bump pantera um but yeah i'll have to i'll have to check out some more slayer on a deeper level yeah. and also dude Shout out to Charles Bronson. What a sick, what a sick power violence drop right now. <laughs> uh, great band. Yeah. I, where I grew up, there was a big, there was a lot of crust punks and a lot of like, so I, I had friends. I got into a lot of that. Um, and Nick yeah. from Nick from in time is like the, he knows everything there is to know about power violence, but um, yeah, I did sick. Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, he, he brought to my like, um, we were having a conversation one time and he was like, Oh yeah, you got to put him in the, uh, like the, the really tight shorts and the black t-shirt. Like that's the power violence outfit. <laughs> this stuff had me cracking up. Dude. Yeah. He, he, he knows what's up with power violence more than anyone I know, but yeah, great. You know, especially in like in coming out of, uh, LA area too, a lot of great bands like infest and, and despise oh, yeah. you and, and, um, yeah, drop dead, Osrotten, like that's that's a really that's a really great um like I don't know what you call it, like a side genre of punk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But but yeah, so so you were saying um you you heard songs to scream at the sun and that was kind of a, a hardcore record that you that you really liked. Oh yeah. And then did you kind of just dive deeper into hardcore from there? Yeah, um, I, I had been seeing the names because I, I would like, I would go on like deep dives in like genre, like, oh, like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And then I would just like kind of like make note of these bands. And if anything sounded interesting, I'd check them out. So I did that for like hardcore and I saw the like youth crew stuff. I was like Gorilla Biscuits, Youth Today, you know, that kind of stuff straight ahead. So I checked some of that stuff out and I, and I, I knew about like NYC Mayhem. Yeah, from because I I was into Anthrax for a good while. Nice, and I know um, Charlie, their drummer Charlie Benante, like mentioned them a couple times, but I I never like internalized that it was that band, you know, and like that band turned into Straight Ahead, and then like all that other stuff, and then um, I got into like more like modern, I guess contemporary bands, like I um, straight up thanks to Hate Five Six because. Without him, I wouldn't have, like, discovered bands like Vane and, like, Jesus Peace and, like, the newer bands that were still, like, active and still doing stuff so that, like, I could actually see them, like, on tour and that kind of stuff. And then that led me to discovering, like, local gigs and then, like, more people and trying to, like, convince my friends to go with me to these gigs. Um, another band was Power Trip. I was super into, like, thrash and, like, death metal and stuff. So they were another really great, great band to help, like, bridge that gap. So shout out to them. Yeah. Rest in peace to Riley. Great band. Yeah. Great band. I'm glad I yeah. went to, glad I saw them at Sound and Fury in 2019. Yeah, dude. I was there, man. I had to go. Half Heart Blade, I had to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're 23, I guess you never, you, you probably, as being 23, you probably got into Half Heart thinking you'd never see them live. Yeah, pretty much. So and I, I they, they made that announcement and I'm like, okay, I'm going. Damn, how stoked were you when you saw that? I was, dude, I I, I, <laughs> thought I, I thought I was, like, game for that set, but as soon as it started, I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. So packed, couldn't even, like, yeah. fall over, dude, yeah. yeah. People were, like, climbing over people, like, swimming on the crowd just to try to get up stage. It was crazy. 
Dude, and honestly, like the videos of that show are insane because I've never seen so many people in a room yell <laughs> lyrics along, to a, yeah. yeah, sing along to a hardcore song in my life. And like the video of that is way cooler to watch than having actually been in the room. <laughs> I was like, because I'm with you, dude. I was dying. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, like the hype, the buildup for the for the set to start was was so sick, and then the drum roll for the machinist. And then it was just like, okay, I can't breathe. I got to like get to the pit or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Um, if you, do you remember like any of your, of, of your first like hardcore shows that you went to? I think the first hardcore show I went to was, it was Nails and they had Freedom, Terrorizer, oh. uh, Section Hates Old Band Nomads opened up. And there were a couple other bands too, but those are the ones that stuck out. Rest but yeah, peace, and it was, it was, yeah, dude, I great I, band. I, I kick myself every day because I I knew who they were, but at that point I wasn't straight edge and like I didn't really like appreciate them as much as I do now. So like going back on it, I'm like, dang, they could have moshed, they could have like kicked <laughs> someone, you know. But no, it was it was, it was crazy for sure. Yeah, I mean that's kind of just what happens with hardcore bands, man. You never know. You never know when they're gonna put out something incredible, and you never know when they're gonna leave. When they're gonna hang it up, you know? Yeah, all the all the good bands only last a little while. <laughs> that's what I've. That's what I've noticed. There's some still doing it, like Terror and stuff, but yeah, so yeah. a lot of them come and go quick, but they leave their mark, you know? Yeah, straight up. Um. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to ask you about, you know, the the Firestarter demo, Los Angeles Straight Edge. You guys are obviously pretty open about about being Straight Edge, and um, you know, I I mean, I'm I'm not I'm in recovery from like addiction for you know for years, so I I don't drink or use or anything like that, but not for I mean, not really for the same reasons as being Straight Edge. Yeah. So I don't really relate to it in that way most yeah. of my friends are straight edge most of my favorite bands are straight edge bands um but i kind of just wanted to ask you about like you know what what does what does being straight edge mean to you kind of how did you come across um you know kind of uh making that part of your lifestyle yeah so for a good a good part of my life i i did i wasn't you know i, I obviously wasn't straight edge and i did use drugs and it was getting to a point where I had to, like, kind of reflect on myself and be like, this isn't, like, good for me. And I, I, I should not be doing this, like, this frequently. And, like, you know, this, like, the hunger, you know, you, you know what I mean. I do. I yeah. Do. Yeah, I've so, been sober almost seven years, and I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> and, again, congrat uh, real quick, I just want to say congratulations. Thank I know you. that is really hard to do and yeah dude just straight up congratulations that's yeah. accomplished same to you man same to you yeah um so yeah i just kind of it was just kind of um i don't know what it was that made me look at things from an, like an outside perspective um it just kind of made, made me realize i don't want this you know like i, I want to be better than this and the first step i think is to you know not do it and yeah, I didn't want to just not do it. I wanted to help myself, hold myself accountable for not doing it because the way I work, like I know how I can get when it comes to certain things. And I don't want to let myself get to that point with 
using with substance abuse. So I have to hold myself accountable or else I just, I'll just, you know, get back into where I was. Yep. And I know I've known what straight edge was for years. So I was like, I think it's time. So to me, straight edge is just a discipline and just not wanting to allow myself to, I guess, succumb to my own nature. If, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And, and thank you so much for, for sharing that. It's really cool to hear, to hear that. Cause I, you know, I think, I think it's different you know, each individual person has their own experience or their own motivations or whatever for, for being straight edge. So it's really cool. It's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, I totally, it makes perfect sense. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and yeah, so we'll take some time to talk about Firestarter. Um, all right. So first of all, just wondering when exactly did the band start? We started late 2019. I think like literally December 2019. It was me and our other guitarist, Jacob. Uh, I hit him up. We were doing another band. So I hit him up and I was like, yo, I've been really messing with like the old New York stuff. I kind of want to do something that sounds like that. And he's like, you know, I, I he records like all these demos of like, he has so many like projects that he's completed that are just like interpretations of like, like hate breed style, hardcore, like punk stuff, like oi stuff. Like he, he, like he's super like prolific when it comes to that kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And he was like, I have these songs that we could probably use for that. Then he showed me the songs and I was like, yo, these are, these are tight. And so I was like, okay, we need some band members. So, I put out on like social, yeah, it can't just be us, you know. Yeah. So I put it out on social media. Um, yo, if anyone likes these bands, and I, I put like a little like square of just like different album arts, like please hit us up. Like I'm trying to do something. So uh, two people hit us up. It was our drummer Jacob. Yeah, there's two Jacobs in the band. It gets very confusing. Nice. So our guitarist is Jacob B. Our drummer is Jacob C. So JB, JC, I'm going to just refer to them as that from now on. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah. So um, JC hits hits me up. He's like, I, I'd seen him at shows, you know, finally got around to saying, like, what's up? Be introducing ourselves. And um, he's like, yo, uh, I'm a drummer and I love all this stuff. So I would love to, like, be a part of it. And we were like, okay, sure, yeah. And then um, he told his friend Gustavo, same thing. We'd seen him at shows. We have got around to saying what's up, exchange like IG handles or whatever. He hits me up and he's like, yo, is it a cool, cool if I sing? And we were like, yeah. And um, and then Miguel from Union Front hits us up and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be down to like play bass or something. So we started jamming around that. Uh, we couldn't figure out a name for the longest time. We had like four other names, but they were all either taken or we just didn't like them. So for some reason, we settled on Firestarter. I don't know who came up with it. I don't know. I honestly don't know where it came from, but it's the name we chose and it's the name we stuck with. And uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't originally form as like a straight edge band, but we were doing like New York hardcore. Uh, the original plan was to do stuff that sounded like best wishes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or the Chromex. But um, once uh, Migs, Migs left the band, Miguel Migs left the band, 
um, to focus on some other stuff that he was doing. And we were like, okay, um, we're all straight edge. Let's just be a straight edge band. So we're like, okay. And then um, that's when, I guess, Firestarter became Firestarter. But that, was, that wasn't until right before quarantine happened. So very great time to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, um, did you had you guys played any shows though with that original lineup? We played three shows. I think one of them we played with Migs. I think it was our first show. And the second show, he had a gig with another band that he was in, and he almost made it because the show got pushed back. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Um, and then there was another show. I think right before quarantine and like right after he decided to step down or it was just us. And, um, yeah, I think those were the only three that we played right on. And, um, yeah. So I wonder like the only, I've seen the only time I seen Firestarter, the name is because there's a mind force song that's called Firestarter. That's the only yeah. place I've ever seen that name before. That might've been it. There's also a movie apparently, and there's also that song by Prodigy. And people always ask, "Oh, us that's to do right, the movie or the song." And I'm like, straight up, I do not remember. <laughs> but it is what it is, and now you guys got it. And rest in peace, Prodigy. Yeah, for real. Um, right, that's cool, man. So that that's cool to know about, like, you know, that you you kind of had the New York hardcore sounds in mind, and and that's cool that the band came together like that. I'm glad that, you know, you guys stuck together through the pandemic and, and didn't lose, you know, didn't lose like traction with it. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like where your band's at now, it's, you know, really like a special thing. Thank you, man. Yeah. I mean, we had a little bit of like a stylistic change, obviously, you know, we don't really sound like best wishes right now, but um, yeah, that was mainly because um, Tavo and Jacob, they were like, yo, let's do some more like youth crew style stuff, some a little more melodic stuff. And we we're like, sure, whatever. And uh, let's let's try to do that. Jacob was like, let's try to do that and not not make it like super corny, you know. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of youth crew out there and a lot of it's really corny. <laughs> so, hey, you don't got no songs about uh, high school football, though, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking away from any of those like ten yard fight or you know floor punch or any of that. Uh, man, floor punch, one of the best bands <laughs> ever. Do it straight up. Agreed. Yeah, one of the greatest bands ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys did holding on. That's like a freaking banger, dude. That's 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 definitely my favorite fire starter song, and it's got that song just has like some really, I don't know, it's like a really nostalgic feeling song to me for some reason. I just like that song from top to bottom. It just feels very like authentic kind of like youth crew style but not too youth crew hardcore you know yeah i think uh, i think when jacob wrote that one he's the one who writes the majority of the stuff i think when he did that it was more of like the 2000 stuff that he was like trying to trying to emulate as opposed to the other stuff which is like a little bit more just like straight ahead worship and that kind of stuff so i that that might that might be contributing to that feeling you know for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. So I love I love the whole demo. Um yeah, if you don't mind just talking a little bit about um kind of the process of of writing the demo. Like you guys obviously had some songs 
you know, written and, and done for those early shows you played with your original lineup, but kind of just like honing in on the songs you were going to put on the demo and, and kind of writing that and, and creating that and, and when and how did, how did that go? Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, our other guitar player, Jacob, he has a bunch of stuff written like just in general. So he presented me with these songs and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then um, we hit up, well, Talbot and Jacob, J, J, uh, JC hit us up and um, we showed them the songs and they're like, yo, we really like this. Let's do it. And we showed Migs the songs and he was like, yo, these are, these are tight. Let's do it. So it was just kind of him teaching us those songs at first. And then we changed them a little bit from how they used to be just because um, he wrote those songs when he was like 16. So, you know, you grow up, your, your tastes change, your, your writing process change, changes. So he was like, yeah, I kind of want to change these a little bit. So we figured out different parts. Um, the only song that I didn't get, like, messed with was Slave. Slave, we kept almost entirely as it was, just because we liked it that much. Um, but, like, Deceit and Firestarter, those, those were changed up a bit. Um, holding On, I think we that was the last one that we did i think it was originally going to be another song if i'm not mistaken but i'm not too sure but yeah that one came together the uh the latest out of everything else so yeah other than that it was pretty like just i i I don't know it wasn't hard working at that point you know as a band you know you butt heads and that kind of stuff and we've definitely done that a bunch right now but like at that point it, it wasn't difficult in any way i don't think so yeah yeah we done got it recorded we recorded it at um jacob's garage jb <laughs> nice yeah he he did everything like it's like a garage band it's real drums though like real amp that kind of stuff but he, he did everything in garage band so yeah that's awesome, man. The the quality the quality is legit for for doing on GarageBand and um, and just wondering like I don't did, and then did you guys did you guys like put out the demo all on your own first and then have Slam like hit you up to to do a release of it or did that all kind of happen before you released it? Um. Well, with that, we pretty much recorded the demo and we got everything ready. The only thing we did didn't have was art that we were trying to figure out and um we we knew the head of slam because we were in a band with him and um we were homies for a while and then um that's sort of just we kind of were just like yo do you mind like you know putting tapes out or something and he was like yeah sure and um that's how we that's just how we made that happen and then he did the artwork for the, the release Nice. Yeah. The artwork's cool. I love the blue and black and I, and I like, uh, the picture, the picture on the, the, the like silhouette looking picture on there is really cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the, um, that's like the chain of strength cover. I don't know if you know, but yeah, you know, it's like an actual live picture. Yep. No, I yeah. definitely, I definitely kind of <laughs> felt that like when I was, it was looking at, that's why I kind of mentioned like, youth crew but not not youth crew in the sound so much but it definitely has that look in that just like which is dope i i love that stuff so it's awesome yeah that's what's up um well yeah i'm sorry about the technical difficulties we had (laughs) earlier (laughs) um 
But, it's all good, man. I know how it is. Yeah. Our first show back, my amp blew up, and then the amp I was going to use blew up, and then another amp almost blew up, but we we made it work. So. Dang, did that all happen like during the set or as the set was starting to kick off? We were what? we were setting up, and then my amp just blew up, and I was like, "Well, here we go." And then um, someone else lent me their amp, and that thing blew up. And so it ended up pushing the show back like another 45 minutes just because we couldn't figure it out. Damn. Was the person's yeah. amp you borrowed, were they tripping or are they cool about it? They were super cool about it. Uh, shout out to Chaz from Pull Your Card. He was a lot nicer about that than he should have been. But yeah. <laughs> we, we, all made, we all made it okay. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so I want to give you the last last like little bit of time just to give out like uh, – well, first I want to say – Thank you. And, you know, I love Firestarter. I'm super hyped um, to see just to watch you guys grow and, you know, play shows and, and super stoked to hear the new music you'll have coming out. Um, I think and I think we've actually met in person at the I don't know. We probably met like in passing at one of the shows, but I think I met you. It might have been you and the Jacobs at the Oxnard Performing Arts Center after the Rob Brigade show. I think you guys were sitting out there and we were like talking and I didn't even like put it together that you were in Firestarter. And I was like, Oh yeah. 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 I think, I think I remember that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, just want to say shout out to you guys. And I know you're like a really hardworking band and, you know, you're playing a lot of shows and, and doing a lot of cool stuff. So looking forward to, to seeing you guys live again soon and hearing the new music and everything. Um, but yeah, just the last minute or so, if you want to just like any shout outs you want to give, um, any of like favorite stuff you're listening to right now, bands, records, podcasts, books you're reading. I mean, anything like that you want to just shout out or, or anything like that. Go for it. Thank you, man. I, for, real quick, I just want to say thank you for having me on. It's, it's an honor, like straight up to be considered. And uh, we really appreciate, you know, your, you supporting us and, you know, the whole 805 scene as well. Shout out to In Time. Shout out to Ceramic. You know, those bands have shown us nothing but love, and you know we love them too. For sure. Um, Is this your first time on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up. All right. <laughs> now you can say you've been live on the radio in your life. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to the Eight Hundred Five straight up. Some of the best shows we've ever played. Some of the best people we've ever met. Shout out to the High Desert. Shout out to Brad. He's the one who recorded our split with madhouse again shout out to them shout out to wise uh big thanks to advanced perspective and extinction bursts for working with us for their hospitality um shout out to pull your card shout out to hell dweller i'm in a band with their uh with them i'm in that band as well so nice. shout out to them um yeah just shout out to la straight up Khalifa's forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I hope you have a I hope you have a good uh rest of your night. Take care and uh I'll see you around again soon, I'm sure. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right, peace.